Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Well, hello, Fusion Church, 6 a.m. soap. How are you guys feeling today? You ready for this one? We are in 2 Samuel 17. Um, 2 Samuel 17, we're dealing still with Absalom, trying to get at David, David running from Absalom, um, different people giving advice to Absalom. Uh, so there's, there's, there's a lot to cover, as there is every week, right, um, from the scriptures. So 2 Samuel 17, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get right into it. Heavenly Father, we just we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this this opportunity we have, Lord, to uh, to dig into your Word, Father, and hear from you, Lord, and what you want to share with us, Father, Lord. So I pray that you'll be with us during this time, Lord. I pray for each and every one of my brothers and sisters here on this call this morning, right now, or listening later on the podcast or on YouTube, Lord God, that you would just you just be with them, Father. You would open up their minds, open up their hearts so that, Lord, that they can all receive a word from you. Thank you, Father, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. 2 Samuel 17, and I am reading from the New King James Version. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Now let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. I will come upon him while he is weary and weak and make him afraid, and all the people who are with him will flee, and I will strike only the king. Then I will bring back all the people to you. When all return except the man whom you seek, all the people will be at peace. And the saying, please Absalom and all the elders of Israel. Then Absalom said, now call Hushai the archite also, and let us hear what he says too. And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom spoke to him, saying, Ahithophel has spoken in this manner. Shall we do as he says? If not, speak up. So Hushai said to Absalom, The advice of Ahithophel has given is not good at this time. For, said Hushai, you know your father and his men, that they are mighty men, and they are enraged in their minds, like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. And your father is a man of war and will not camp with the people. Surely by now he is hidden in some pit or in some other place, and it will be when some some of them are overthrown at the first that whoever hears it will say, there is a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom, and even he who is valiant, whose heart is like the heart of a lion, will melt completely. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man, and those who are with him are valiant men. Therefore, I advise that all Israel be fully gathered to you, from Dan to Beersheba, like the sand that is by the sea for multitude, and that you go to battle in person. So we will come upon him in some place where he may be found, and we will fall on him as the dew falls on the ground. And of him and all the men who are with him, there shall not be left so much as one. Moreover, if he has withdrawn into a city, when all Israel shall bring ropes to that city, and we will pull de- pull it into the river until there is not one small stone found there. So Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Hushai the archite is better than the advice of Ahithophel. For the Lord has purposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring disaster on Absalom. 
Verse 15, then Hushai said to Zadok and Abiathar the priest, thus and so Ahithophel advised Absalom and the, elder, uh, the elders of Israel, and thus and so I have advised. Now therefore send quickly and tell David, saying, do not spend this night in the plains of the wilderness, but speedily cross over, lest the king and all the people who are with him be swallowed up. Now, Jonathan uh, and Ahima stays at, and Rogel, for they dared not be seen coming into the city. So a female servant would come and tell them, and they would go and tell King David. Nevertheless, a lad saw them and told Absalom. But both of them went away quickly and came to a man's house in Baharim, who had a well in his court, and they went down into it. Then the woman took and spread a covering over the well's mouth and spread ground around it, and the thing was not known. And when Absalom's servant came to the woman's house, they said, Where is Ahamaz and Jonathan? So the woman said to them, They have gone over the water brook. And when they had searched and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. Now it came to pass, after they had departed, that they came up out of the well and went and told King David, and said to David, Arise and cross over the water quickly. For thus has Ahithophel advised against you. So David and all the people who were with him arose and crossed over the Jordan. By morning light, not one of them was left who had gone over the Jordan. Now when Ahithophel saw that his advice was not followed, he saddled a donkey and arose and went home to his house, to his city. Then he put his household in order, in order and hanged himself and died, and he was buried in his father's tomb. Then David went to Mahanaim, and Absalom crossed over the Jordan, he and all his men of Israel with him. And Absalom made Amasa captain of the army instead of Joab. This Amasa was the son of a man whose name was Jithra, an Israelite, who had gone into Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zerai, Joab's mother. So Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead. Now it happened when David had come to Mahanaim that Shobi, the son of Nahash of, from Rabbah, of the people of Ammon, Maker, the son of Amiel from Lodabar, and Barzillai, the Gileadite from Rogalim, brought beds and basins, earthen vessels and wheat, barley and flour, parched grain and beans, lentils and parched seeds, honey and curds, sheep and cheese of the, of the herd for David and the people who are with him to eat. For they said, the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Amen. Amen. All right. So there's a whole lot to unpack here. And when you first read this chapter, it seems like there's, there's so much going on, right? It's like it's like we're, we're watching a, a TV show, right? You know, there's all kinds of, you know, advice and intrigue and spies and all this stuff, right? But we're seeing that this 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 contest between David and Absalom is is really accelerating towards towards a fight, and um, it's it, it's going to have to be resolved with a sword. And, and we're seeing that Absalom is making preparations for this upcoming um, uh, battle. Uh, if we really break down the chapter. You know, we can you know we can break it out down to, to Absalom. He 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 calls like a war council. He calls his advisors, right? You know, Hushai, the archite, which we've read in previous chapters, was told to stay there by David. You know, he said, stay in the city so you can you can advise Absalom, you know, um kind of for me, you know. And then so Hushai he recommends the liberation, you know, and then we see that his his advice is agreed to, and and Ahithophel, um, he's angered by this, you know, and so he ends up hanging himself, right? And 
And so then secret intelligence is sent to David. David marches across the river and Absalom is, you know, he's, he's, he's marching towards and, and trying to find, find David. So if we start at verse one, you know, Ahithophel, he says, I will arise and pursue David tonight. Ahithophel, he's, he's advising a quick and selective attack against David only, you know, and he advised urgency doing it all while David was west of the Jordan River. And he says in verse two, I will strike only the king, right? This is kind of a slip of the tongue. It was more like, you know, an unknown prophecy because, because deep in his heart, even Ahithophel knew that David was the real king. So Ahithophel decides to follow Absalom. They make Absalom the king. But then he says to, to the quote unquote king, I will strike only the king, referencing David. You know, everyone knew that David was still the king, right? This was a rebellion. Even the people who were following Absalom, you know, still believed that David is king, right? And, and and when I read that, I was like, wow, because so many of us, we know that Jesus is king and he's sitting on the throne, yet we still act in open rebellion against him when we sin against him. That's hard for us to, 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 kind, of, to, to kind of grasp, but in our sin, we are in open rebellion against our king. And we can put anything else above God, right? We know there's so many types of idols that we we put in place of God. You know, whether it's money, whether it's sports, whether it's cars, whether it's whatever it is, whatever it is, right? And, you know, and we still know Jesus is king, but we're not worshiping him as king. And Ahithophel, deep in his heart, knew that David was still king. And so it says in verse four that this, this pleased Absalom and it pleased all the elders of Israel because, you know, Ahithophel is willing to go and just fight and just, and, you know, and, and, uh, and kind of like, you know, end the battle end the war quickly, you know, and his plan was smart. It, it was a smart plan and it was, it was bold and had, had a high probability of success. Right. You know, and, and it would spare Israel a long civil war between the supporters of David and the supporters of Absalom. But then uh, uh, Absalom says, call Hushai the Archite. And, and this is this is remarkable evidence of the hand of God, you know, and an answer to David's prayer from 2 Samuel 15, 31, when, you know, that Absalom even asked for another opinion of such a wise and well-received counsel. See, yesterday we were in 2 Samuel 15, and in verse 31, uh, it says, Then someone told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Turn the counsel of Ahithophel to foolishness. Right? And we're seeing right here, the Lord is already answering David's prayer. Because Ahithophel was a, was a highly regarded counselor. And Absalom would have been wise to just listen to Ahithophel. Yeah, let's do that. But something made Absalom ask for more counsel. And we know that something was the Holy Spirit at work. And the, the, the advice of Ahithophel 
um, was given is not good at this time, verse 7. Um, and we, we can imagine that Hushai's heart sank when he heard of the plan of Hethophel, you know, what he had suggested. And he had, so he had to quickly think of a, of a counter plan so that he could defeat the council of Hethophel. You know, again, as David, as David had asked him to do um, yesterday in 2 Samuel 15, and he says, you know your father and his men that they are mighty men. David spoke of David of the past, not David of the present, because David was getting up there in age at this point. He wasn't as, you know, mighty as he used to be. Hushai had saw, had seen David with his own eyes and knew that he was not strong and mighty anymore. You know, he was getting up there, but he, and he, and he hoped that Absalom would vividly remember the David of the past. He hoped that Absalom remember the man that his father was. You know, oftentimes we look at our at our father and we don't always see how they're getting up there in age. We don't see how how you know they're not as strong as they used to be because we're still children inside, right? Each and every one of us still has a little has a child inside, you know, and they see that, you know, so so when when you come when you finally realize that your parents are getting older, then it's, it's kind of shocking to us, you know? So Hushai, he was, he was trying to uh, uh, appeal to Absalom's previous view of his father, you know, by saying how, how mighty he was and how his men are angry. They're like, he says, they're like a bear robbed of his cubs in the field. And, you know, Hushai, verse, you know, um, he knew that David could barely keep himself together. But he effectively was painting the picture that David and his men were still dangerous and they should not be attacked quickly. You know, Hoshai's point was that it was too risky to, 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 to fight David immediately. I said, let's be careful, guys. Let's slow it down. You know, and we can imagine that he said all this praying that God would answer David's prayer. Praying that he would he would answer the prayer and 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 the council of Ahithophel would be defeated. He says, "I advise verse eleven that all Israel be fully gathered, right? And this would take time to gather all of Israel. You know, he because Hushai not only wants to defeat the council of Ahithophel, he also wants to do whatever he could to buy David more time before the attack would come." You know, and then he then he says to Absalom, and that you go into battle in person. This this suggestion uh it appeals to Absalom's vanity so that he could prove that he was a mighty soldier, he was a mighty warrior, like his father David. See, in Ahithophel's plan, Ahithophel led the battle, but in Hushai's plan. Absalom led the battle. He appealed to Absalom's vanity, you know. And so in verse 14, it says, the advice of Hushai the Archite is better than the advice of Ahithophel. And this, this is this is the first time that anyone's ever said this. People always favored the advice of Ahithophel. And, and one reason why Absalom liked Hushai's advice was because it appealed 
to his vanity. It appealed to his pride. You know, he was saying, if you, you know, follow me and go this way, follow my advice, and you are going to be the victor. You're going to be the one that's going to win, right? Verse 14 says, the Lord had purpose to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel. This was the main reason why Ahithophel's advice was rejected, because God was in control. God was always in control. The throne of Israel did not belong to David, did not belong to Absalom. It belonged to God, to God and God alone. He chose, he allowed, he willed who would be sitting on that throne. And he could, could grant it or deny it at his will. Absalom had, had the smartest man in Israel on his side. Ahithophel was a well-known counselor, the smartest guy around, right? You'd be a fool not to listen to Ahithophel. But David's prayer was smarter than Ahithophel's intelligence. It was mightier than his intelligence, his counsel. God gave, God, God led Ahithophel to give uh, foolish counsel that was listened to, right? You know, in Second uh, Samuel 16, uh, 20 through 23, full, you know, counsel that was listened to, but God allowed Ahithophel to give great advice and yet have it be rejected. Because quite honestly, the advice of, of Ahithophel would have guaranteed victory. They would have won. They would have defeated David, and then there would have been no one to challenge Absalom. But God is in control. Because it says, as the Lord had purposed. This is what God wanted. So even though it didn't really make sense, God wanted it. So guess what was going to happen, brothers and sisters? What God wanted to happen. And we see that that the, the Lord purposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel because David prayed. Listen, prayer moves the hand of God. Prayer moves the Lord. And when we come to and we and we pray to him with a right heart, with a heart and you know and, and service and submission to him, God will move. God will make things happen, right? David prayed, "Oh Lord, I pray you turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness." In Second Samuel fifteen thirty one, pray that the turn the counsel of of Ahithophel into foolishness. And David being a man after God's own heart. David praying a prayer like this, and God heard him. And God granted this request. It says that the Lord might bring disaster on Absalom. And all of this, there was there, this was also a, a severe chastening for David, and he knew it. Yet God did not forsake David during, during this time. He was there for David at this time. Because all of this was in fulfillment of what we read about last week. You know, after, you know, David was found out to, to uh, having committed adultery with Bathsheba. And the Lord said that you're going to go through some stuff. Disaster is going to come to your house fourfold. And so David, you know, excuse me, David, I'm sure, was thinking back. Thinking back to the word of the Lord. And, re and remembering. That because of my sin, 
this is happening right now. Because of my actions, the kingdom is in turmoil. We're on the brink of civil war. I've lost my throne. I've lost my crown because of my sin. But God was still David. Well, was still with David. And we know this because he answered his prayer. Because if God had, had left David, right, had, had removed his, his grace and his mercy from David, David would have been defeated. But no, God still listened to his prayer. God still listens to your prayers, brothers and sisters, no matter how low, no matter how deep down dark you think your life is, no matter how, how dark that valley of the shadow of death is that you feel like you're going through is right now, God still hears your prayers, all right? And even when you feel like he's not listening, he still hears you, right? Even if he's not moving on your timetable, he still hears you and he still has a plan for you. This is so key for some, somebody here, somebody listening later on. You're going through a trial. You're going through a tribulation, right? And you feel like the Lord is not there. You feel like you've lost everything. You feel like people are against you, right? But this story, this chapter, 2 Samuel 17 tells us that no matter how deep, how dark you think it is, God still hears and still answers your prayer. David was out of Jerusalem. He was on the run and he said a simple prayer to the Lord. And what did God do? God said, I got you, David. I got you. Even though Ahithophel's advice was actually strategically the best advice he could have taken, he still turned Absalom's mind to where he followed different advice. And he followed different advice, which in turn allowed the Lord's servant, David, to escape and to continue to live. It talks about Hushai, um, uh, in verse 15, Hushai said to Zadok and Abiathar, the priest. Um, this is exactly what David had in mind when he sent Hushai, the, the priest, back to Absalom, you know, because he knew that those priests were faithful to him. They knew that these, these, were, these were good men. And so um, word came back to David, right? And there's a whole portion in the scripture where, where the, you know, these two guys are, they're, they're running, trying to get word to David and, and people are hiding them. You know, they thought they're going to hide here. They couldn't. They went to another place. They hid in a well, you know, and, 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 and things were covered up and the men came looking after them, right? This shows, this shows to me that not everyone was following Absalom. There were still people loyal to David. And so, so um, the word came to David, do not spend this night in the plains of wilderness, but speedily cross over. Hushai meant that David should cross over the Jordan River, you know, giving him room and time to regroup, regroup from Absalom's attack. It talks about a man's house in Baharim. And, and again, talking about these, these two guys, Jonathan and Amazar, you know, they could find help. There was help along the way. The whole nation had not fallen over to Absalom. The whole nation did not support Absalom, you know, and, and equally because, you know, of, of the things that Absalom had done, you know. So let's go back real briefly. What, what are the, some of the things that Absalom had done? Well, you know, when I was beginning to study for, for um, soap this morning, you know, and I was talking about Ahithophel and, um, you know, who is Ahithophel? Who was this guy? 
right? And so I'm not going to be, you know, naive to think that each and every one of you guys is listening every single day, you know, um, on the soap. So, so a little bit of history on, on who Ahithophel was. Ahithophel was originally the counselor to King David, right? But he betrayed David and helped Absalom in his rebellion to overthrow David. He was well known for his advice. You know, it says in, in chapter 16, verse 23, every word he spoke seemed as though it came directly from the mouth of God. This is a smart dude, right? This is a smart guy. People listen to him, you know, and the first advice he gave to Absalom was to sleep with David's concubines. It's the first thing he said, because in those days, taking a king's concubine was was uh, actually a declaration of your right to his throne. So Ahithophel gave him that advice. Go ahead, sleep with his concubines, right? Do it on the same rooftop that David looked on and Bathsheba and started all this mess, right? Now those aren't Ahithophel's words, but in the greater scheme of things, that's what that, that's what was going down. And so because of his, his betrayal, um, many scholars see Ahithophel as a type of Judas Iscariot. Now, a type in the Bible is when you'll have someone in the New Testament, and they're kind of like a representation of someone in the Old Testament. That's probably the, the easiest way to look at it. So Ahithophel is a type of Judas Iscariot. Just as Jesus is a type of David, you know, and and Jesus is a type of a lot of a lot of um Old Testament figures, but um so so Ahithophel is a type of Judith, Judas. See, both were trusted friends. Both were at one one point loyal friends, and both sided with the enemy to plot their king's death. And both hang themselves once the betrayal was complete. Psalm 41, verse 9, uh, David writes, Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. And this, again, this, and this immediately points to Ahithophel. And this, poetic, this, this poetically references Judith, Judas. Because Jesus himself points out in John 13, 18, he quotes from Psalm 41, 9. Both Ahithophel and Judas Iscariot will forever be remembered as traitors. And we're going to see that here in verse 23, that when he saw that his vice was not, was not followed, what did Ahithophel do? He did not, he, he, he didn't kill himself over her feelings because his counsel was rejected. Instead, he, he was wise enough to know that under Hushai's plan, Absalom would fail. And Ahithophel would be implicated as part of the conspiracy. He wasn't upset because Absalom didn't listen to him. He was upset because he knew where Hushai's advice was going to eventually lead um, Absalom and his new and, and, and his people. And he was going to end up getting killed anyway. He knew he was lost. He knew he was done. So it says he put his household in order and hanged himself. Ahithophel committed suicide. Just like 
you know, hundreds of years later, thousands of years later, whenever it was, Judas Iscariot realizing what he had done, realizing his betrayal, realizing what he had done to his king, hangs himself. And we know, according to Exodus 20, 13, that suicide is a sin because it because suicide is self-murder. Yet suicide should not be regarded as an unforgivable sin. Anyone who does commit suicide has has given into the lies, has given into the into the deceptions of Satan, whose purpose is to kill and destroy. John 10 10 says, A thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Charles Spurgeon, um, you know, I often reference Charles Spurgeon, one of the, you know, arguably the greatest theologian. Um, he writes, I desire to call your attention to the text on account of its very remarkable character. He put his house in order and hanged himself. To put his house in order showed that he was a prudent man. To hang himself proved that he was a fool. Herein is a strange mixture of discretion and desperation, mind and madness. Shall a man have wisdom enough to arrange his worldly affairs with care? And yet shall he, he be so hapless, hapless means to be miserable, to be pitiful. Should he be as so hapless as to take his own life afterwards? Absalom crossed over the Jordan, he and all the men of Israel with him, verse 24. Now Absalom was the head of Israel's army. And this was, again, good for Absalom's vanity. But it was bad for the success on the battlefield because Absalom's vanity ensured his ruin. And we're going to read about, you know, in the next day or two, what's going to happen to Absalom. It says Absalom made Amasa captain of the army instead of Joab, right? Um, into context, Amasa was the son of a niece of David. So Amasa was a cousin of Joab, and Joab was the leader of David's armies, you know? So can you imagine your cousin showing up out of nowhere and be, you know, and, and, and taking your spot? Man, I'd be pretty upset too, right? Verse 27 talks about these three individuals, Shobi, Makai, and Barzillai. And then we're going to end it here. These are very obscure men, right? No one really knows who these guys were. But they're given special mention because they helped David in a time of great need. David was in need, and the Lord sent the right people to help him. And it says, you know, the, the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. These, these helpers of David were, were not dramatic warriors. You know, they weren't mighty men. They weren't part of David's crew. You know, but they were put here for a reason. They helped David in crisis. They helped David just as much as the bravest soldier in David's army because they were specially sent by God to comfort David in his affliction. So, what do we get from this chapter, brothers and sisters? I think the biggest takeaways we can get from this chapter is that no matter how desperate our situation is, God still answers our prayers. God still listens and still answers prayer. Even when we pray and you feel like that he is not there, he's not listening, you feel alone. My brothers and sisters, God is there. Do not allow, you know, your feelings to dictate how you how you view God because God is always there. And then 
when we when we're in our most desperate place, God will still provide. God provided these random guys, right, who are only mentioned in, in the scriptures this one time to provide for David and all of his men, all the people who were with him, right? Unlikely source of providence, unlikely source of rescue came out of nowhere so to ensure that David and his men were fed and they can continue. God provides. God listens and God provides. Take that away with you guys. God listens and he provides. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Father, we can read a, a passage of scripture right here and, 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 you know, on the surface, you know, a lot of us may have read it and been like, hey, this is okay. This is just part of the story, Lord God. But no, Lord, we can see how you are so present in the life of David. David, the man after your own heart, Lord God. So, Father, I pray that we, we, my brothers and sisters, we can be men and women after your heart, Lord God. I pray, the Lord, that we, when we all go through times, we all go through hard times, desperate times, lonely times, Jesus. But, Father, I pray that we can remember a passage of Scripture like this and know that you do hear our prayers and you do provide, Lord. So thank you. Thank you for the promises, Lord. Father, we praise you for what you're doing in our lives. And we continue to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the blessings. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. All right, brothers and sisters, I love y'all. I'll see you again next week. God bless.